Hello and welcome back to uh, episode number 61 uh, for Crossfire Podcast. Today we have um, a very special guest. We have Ash with us. Um, Ash has been with us coming up to a year now, actually. I think Ash um, came just after the first lockdown, yeah? Yeah. 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 Um, uh, so first question I always kick off the podcast with is, what? well, I know the answer, but what brought you to CrossFit Harrow? Um, you guys were open. Uh, I think it was yeah this time last year when I think we were allowed to work outside yeah allowed to work out outside and um, yeah just googled what's open around like what's, what's open CrossFit wise you guys came up yeah I never knew you were here actually because I used to go somewhere I used to go to CrossFit in Kilburn yeah um, and then yeah I just called you I give you a missed call you called me back yeah it was that same day wasn't it or, yeah, 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 yeah yeah as soon as you called me back and you're like when do you want to come I was like I'll come today I'll just come, come yeah, down. Yeah, we'll have a chat. Yeah, have a chat. Because I think they were getting on. They were doing their stuff outside. Yeah, yeah. They were working out outside, and I just got, I just got excited seeing people <laughs> <laughs> working out. And I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah, nice. I can work with this. And and how long have you uh, been doing CrossFit in general? Um, so I, before I started, before I came here, it was probably about two years before. Okay. A year and a half, two years. Yeah. So yeah, pretty pretty recent. It wasn't. It's nothing I've been doing for like so long. Yeah. Uh, and was that like? you just kind of being curious of what CrossFit was two years before when you started was it you were pushed into it did you watch a de- documentary as mo- a lot of people do yeah yeah, yeah was yeah. it yeah yeah, yeah. I watched uh, was it the Throning one yeah that, that's my favourite yeah. podcast so that was my first Netflix that was my first exposure to, I, I, heard, I heard of it didn't really know what it was didn't really care too much about it I just yeah CrossFit was something that I heard of but I was always just doing my own thing. When you see Fronin's physique. Yeah, and I saw that, saw that yeah. documentary, I was like, this is, and he was just, he was just doing like ring muscle ups and muscle ups and like, you know, throwing around weight in his barn. I was like, yeah, this looks pretty decent. Yeah, that's um, it. So let me just like research a little bit. And then I found that there was quite a few CrossFit boxes or gyms in and around London. And then um, I started off at CrossFit Kilburn because it was on my commute to work. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it was good. It worked really well for me. It's like on my way into work, drop in there, do an hour session, leave, and then just got hooked. Just yeah. yeah. Well, they often say that it, like it is very addictive, and yeah. I think CrossFit is for a lot of people. Yeah, a lot of people very addictive. I was I was at a gym. I was I was at like a commercial gym at the time, and I was okay with doing that. I was like doing my own doing my own thing, doing classes. Oh, you were, did you go to classes? At, uh, yeah, I was doing like spin classes, yoga. Okay, just more like spin and yoga classes. But majority of the time it was just swimming or mm. just doing like my own conditioning or, or weight kind of workouts. Yeah. Then when I did, then when I joined up to CrossFit in, in Kilburn, I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. I'm mm. learning new stuff. So I, had, I kept both memberships running for like three, three, four months. A lot of people would do that. Yeah, at the beginning, because I didn't feel comfortable enough to like completely drop it. I like, so it's like uh, if you, just in case you're unsure, you don't get like what you feel the workout is. Yeah, yeah. So I was doing like, Doing like yeah, the the commercial gym um, and CrossFit in Kilburn for like two three months, and I was just killing myself. I was doing the workouts there. The workouts that you were doing at uh, the regular gym were you doing like your style workouts, or now were you trying to mimic what CrossFit was? Doing? I was trying to mimic what CrossFit was. Doing. Okay, yeah. So I was kind of like I'm learn- I learned that technique at, at Kilburn, CrossFit yeah. gym, then I go to like the Virgin Active and start doing this mad stuff. And everyone's looking at you going, what the fuck are you yeah, doing? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I probably wasn't even doing it right. But then it got to a point where I was like, don't need to really do that. I'll just fully commit to, to doing CrossFit and just like, yeah, just sign up to it. And 
that, that, that's actually quite a big, um, not, not sticking point for a lot of people, but it's, it's, it's on the top of their, uh, like it's at the front of their brain when they're thinking about like starting CrossFit. They always feel like, I need to keep my gym membership in yeah. case CrossFit's not enough for me. Um, yeah. And uh, what was it for you that clicked to think, actually, it is enough and although every day is not the same and some days are harder than others was there a t- was there a point where you're like no I get it because you are for, for me and the coaches here as well like you understand CrossFit very very well um, in terms of workouts that you see yeah. and how you approach them so was there anything in particular um, that maybe kind of clicked for you to be like no actually this is enough of a general well-round program um, yeah because what I found was when I was trying to like mimic the stuff at in my in my own time at the gym probably wasn't getting the cues and um, yeah I was just like if I actually apply myself in that hour class at, at the CrossFit gym mm. it's enough right yeah um, the, the main thing that, <laughs> the main thing that kept me at the commercial gym was like you know having nice like molten brown creams <laughs> one day mate I'll get them for you one day I'll get them <laughs> I like you know having access to like a pool and, and the sauna so, yeah. the pool was a big thing for me yeah because I, I really like swimming so that was kind of one of the main things why I wanted to keep that membership. Yeah. But then it got to a point where like the workouts at the CrossFit gym were, were enough, right? Like it's not as if I could do a workout at the CrossFit gym and the next day do like 20 lengths in the pool. Yeah. Right? I was, you know, my body was needed, needed to recover. Yeah, especially like, you know, an everyday CrossFit, everyday person going to work, you know, going home. You yeah. know, it's not like you do it for a living. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, there wasn't there wasn't a specific moment though. I thought, right, this is it. I'm now going to fully commit. It just it just kind of made sense. Yeah, just kind of made sense. And you, you found most of your not gains, but you 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 found a lot of progress from applying yourself to that one yeah. one thing. Yeah, that's the one thing which was really like just really cool. Really, was just seeing myself improve. Right, just like learning. Like for me, learning new stuff. I'd never done like Olympic lifting before, which and is mad to think that you only done that two years ago and you lift for, you know fairly well. Yeah, for me it was like this is this is kind of stuff you see on like the Olympics, right? Like real big weightlifters doing all these like cleans and chalking snacks. up, yeah, chalking yeah. up and stuff. And like you know, I was doing it. I was like, and obviously not doing it well, but like I think I knew that like, I could have the I had like the mechanics to, to to be okay at it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then the gymnastics, like for me, that was like really cool. Just love like you know jumping up on a bar and stuff, and even like mobility stuff. Like, just, I always like doing a bit of yoga and it would always incorporate that at the beginning and at the end and then cardio. So it was just like everything. It just, it just kind of met that little yeah. wheelhouse in the middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, was, were you sporty growing up? Yeah, I was. I was one of those, one of those guys who was, who was like okay at most things, but not exceptional at one thing, right? So I was like, played football. I was good enough. You play with my mates, like five aside, like the power league. Yeah. But I wasn't, wasn't like the best. Like I'd run, but I wasn't, wasn't, wasn't like rapid at running. I could swim. Just in the middle of the pack. Yeah, I was just like, just, just average, like a jack yeah. of all trades, mm. um, which, 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 I, which, I, which I was okay with because I could like get involved in different things. And I think that's probably why I like CrossFit, just because you've got like, it's not just focused on one thing. It's not just cardio. It's not just gymnastics. It's like a bit of everything. But it allows you to perform um, at your own ability and still yeah. su- succeed like you know if you're going uh, you're still seen as like I've achieved something so, so you know at school if you're running and you're in the middle of the pack although that's a good effort for you yeah. it might not be to you know the, the people looking on yeah. right but if we're in the CrossFit environment or CrossFit workout you're doing like you know that you're giving it 
your all and that, yeah. t- that time reflects your you know your your ability and stuff or whatever it might be that day yeah mm. yeah yeah I mean the other thing which really I like about CrossFit is um, like, it's like when, you, when you play football it's just a lot of arguments yeah <laughs> you know what I mean like not even from the opposite team from your own team yeah, like from yeah. your own team oh why don't you pass me the ball yeah. and like you know like little scuffles break out and stuff and I'm not really there for that like it's just you know I and that doesn't matter what age what level like that happens and if it ain't yeah. the children like, as an example on the pitch playing it'd be the adults like for their kids yeah yeah or even adults amongst each other yeah yeah right? yeah, like, yeah so I'm just like why do I need to do this like it's a lot of like whilst it's really rewarding like you score a goal or, you know it's like you're part of a team and you're in it together but um, yeah, there's just like I don't know. Walking out, of, walking out of a class here, I just feel happy, right? That I applied myself, got, yeah. had a good workout, and I'm ready to start the day. Whereas with football, you might go there and you don't know how you're gonna feel when you leave, right? You could lose the game, you feel shit. You might win the game, but like your mates like shouting at you for like not tracking back or something. Yeah, you could win the game and play shit, and you're like, oh well, <laughs> yeah. like yeah. Didn't so a lot of my mates play football still. Um, I don't really play with them; they're probably not good enough, but. <laughs> I still like to go and watch them and stuff, but um, but yeah, I think I've heard this countless times. That you know, I probably wish I found CrossFit a lot earlier. Yeah, because I just would have. I probably would have. Everyone just, says that. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. Everyone yeah. says that, yeah. and I'm not sure. I'm not sure why that. Why? Do, why for you? Do you feel that you wish that you found CrossFit earlier? Just because I think it, it would have made me a. It's going to sound a bit cheesy. It would have just made me a better person. Yeah. Do you know what no, I mean? Not, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. kind of understand, understand your body more. You also kind of like have an appreciation for like other people. You know what I like really what I like a lot about CrossFit is like you actually want everyone to do well. Yeah. Right. So even if you might be first finishing the workout, you know, I'm, like I love to like just trying to like cheer people on and just try and push them. Right. And that kind of mentality is good in any any walk of life, really. Yeah. So yeah, I just think it would have just it would have probably. Even, even it would have made my lifestyle probably a bit more healthier, mm. right? And we don't really get that, like, growing up in England, like, unless you're in a private school maybe at most, but we don't really get that exposure to that style of, of training or facility or equipment. Um, like, I'm not saying that football or basketball or anything like that is a bad sport to play. They are very good. They, you learn a lot from yeah. those, those sports. But, like, if, if you compare the, let's say, the US kind of sports system, they have a, a bit of an advantage, right? Because they, if you look at like, even if you top end athletes, but, or even middle of the pack, they do this stuff in, in school. Like yeah. when they're 15, 16, some of them do it when they're like 13, yeah. 12 even. Yeah, like in school here, I went to school in, in Edgware. Yeah, you, I was gonna say you're quite local, right? Yeah, yeah. so I, I was, went to school in Edgware and it was just football really. That was like the, the main sport. Main sport, yeah. Obviously there was netball for, for girls. The girls. And for boys, we didn't do rugby for whatever reason. At all? No. Just wasn't big? Maybe at school? I think it was just our school, yeah. So it was just football, and then you just have PE. Yeah. And PE is just... Just like, made up? Yeah, it was just like the worst thing ever. The, the most exciting thing about PE is when you're indoors and the gymnastic stuff come out. Yeah. But that would only last like one week or two weeks, depending if the teacher knew how to, to use it, right? The yeah. Apparatus. Yeah, it depends who it is. Yeah. So, and then also there's stuff like rounders and stuff. Yeah. And again, it was like, I quite enjoyed that kind of stuff. I was okay at it. Not great, but I was just like, yeah, I'd always get involved. But yeah, never really, it, never, it wasn't really like a focus on one thing. It was kind of just like a bit of everything. I think a lot of people say that and, and realize that, that a lot of these like team sports, there, is a lot, there are things that transferable, but 
CrossFit has so many transferable skills in it that can help you in those sports. Like, there's not a lot that you can take from football into CrossFit. Yeah. There are a few things. Obviously, you know, cardiovascular endurance, etc. But there's a lot of things that you can take from CrossFit into, no matter what sport it is, you can yeah. adapt that. And I think that's maybe why people wish they started younger. Yeah. That's one of the reasons, I think. Yeah. Possibly. Um, so, uh, so into, massively into sports at school. Um, and then kind of like, you know, when you left school, what, was, what did that look like for you? Did you... I mean, let's get it. I wasn't massively into sports. I was like, okay. I, I'd do it. But at school, you know, probably spent more time probably like smoking behind the toilets and like, you know, just doing like... Get up to mischief. Yeah, yeah get yeah, up to yeah. mischief. Yeah. Get up to mischief. And that, that probably distracted me a lot from like maybe like... Uh, that, that probably held you back from sport in, a, <laughs> yeah, in another probably, way. Yeah. So, but yeah, I'd always, I'd always have like, you know, I'd always be interested in sports and like, you know, a, f- a fan of like football or, you know, get... Obviously, that being your favourite sport, yeah? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, when I left school, went to college, didn't do much sport in college. Sport's not massive. At, I mean, I think it is a little bit bigger now, um, but it's not massive, massive at college. Yeah, the, the main sport that we did was play table tennis. Yeah, that, that, yeah. I went to West Hart. You went to West yeah, Hart? Yeah, 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 I did. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. like a student union. It wasn't a student union, student wing, and it was like a table tennis thing. There. Yeah, but I think because it requires... Um, like, especially being at college, like you're not sweating. Like you haven't got to go change clothes. You ain't got you know the whole that yeah. whole thing. You just pick up a bat and yeah, play. That's it. But it was quite a common thing, like in the in the social area. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So yeah, again, again, not 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 really that. Wasn't doing that much sport at college, but outside, I'd still play like five aside. Yeah. Right. And then like university. Oh, you went. You, you, go, you went to uni. Yeah, I went yeah. to uni. I went to pre- a pretty sporty uni actually. It was Brunel, which. I think they're quite big on the sports, but yeah, I think they're one of the biggest. Yeah. Apart from the one in Leicester, there's one in Leicester. I think there's a massive. That's uni. the Montford. I don't know, but yeah. there's I think one that way that's. Uh, but yeah, for for a uni that's like really sporty, I did minimal sports. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just. What did you do at uni? Uh, business management. You sports science. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. Yeah. So yeah, I didn't do like a sports-based um, subject. So, and again, I was playing football. Just doing like five aside, like the with like a dorm team that we play over dorms and stuff. And yeah, it was fun. But but I just go to the gym. They had like a gym there. Facilities are pretty good, yeah. Yeah, facilities are pretty good, and they're much. I think they're much better now. But yeah, I wasn't involved in any kind of, any kind of teams, right? And at, normally at university, that's when you kind of maybe align yourself to like rugby team, cricket team, yeah. football team. Um, but I didn't really. I just kind of played football and just just did a bit of. Bit of a few things in the gym. Um, so business management at uni. Yeah. Um, is that something that you, you wanted to do? You knew that you wanted to get into that. Not just wink. Like just wanted to get a degree. Yeah, I mean, it's the right thing to do. Yeah, just kind of you know, just go university, and that was kind of like a generalist subject, almost like a safe bet, really. Um, did you do what were you like at school? Did you do well academically? Yeah, I was okay. Yeah, I was okay. I was good. Um, yeah. Fucking around never stopped you from doing good, getting good grades. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Luckily, I think I think my parents were pretty pretty strict, so probably more scared of failing than anything else. <laughs> so. <laughs> so, so yeah, managed to managed to do okay ac- academically and just went through went through university and. So, so in uni, do, doing business, like, what were you finding that there was like routes that you wanted to take within business? I mean, what I'm doing now is com- completely not related to to what I studied at university. Is it not? And I find that I find that. That, uh, but that's very common though yeah yeah it's quite common you've got someone who will study history that now works like behind a bar or something you know? yeah so it's a bit weird like obviously I learned a lot at university but how much of that 
of that do I really remember today and how much of that do I actually apply in my job? Like very little. Um, yeah, I don't think in my job you need to be kind of like book smart. You but your job role is, it was, I've got it written down, it's somewhere here. Uh, finance, I've, it's actually on the wrong, or financial services. Yeah. Relationship manager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like essentially sales for like a financial software company. We sell to like banks and asset managers and so on. So you just need to be quite, quite outgoing, quite organized, happy to pick up the phone. And good at selling. Yeah, negotiating and selling don't really learn. I mean, I don't think university can teach you that. Yeah, it's just experiences, yeah. right? Yeah. There'll be elements of it, but um, yeah. yeah. And obviously, you know, were you, obviously lockdown forced you to, to work from home, but was that something that you were doing before like with your job role? You used to travel quite a lot with work, right? Yeah, yeah, so I was on the road quite a bit, covering like um, Sweden and Norway and Denmark as a, as a territory and the UK. So I was on the road quite a bit. So yeah, lockdown for me was like a bit of a, bit of a game changer. Um, most of our selling was like face-to-face, meeting clients, meeting prospects, and now it was all through Zoom. Did you find it harder selling over? Yeah, yeah very, very, mm. very hard, very hard. Yeah. My numbers last year probably show that as well. <laughs> well, to be honest, like even with the gym being closed, like selling over, like there's no shame in saying that obviously part of the gym membership is selling. Like, yeah. We, it was tough, yeah. Selling over a screen is very, very difficult and very different to um, in person. It is hard because you can't actually read that person's body language. Yeah, you I was just about to say. Yeah, you don't really know if what you're showing them or what you're talking to them about resonates. Or it's sinking in, yeah. Yeah, and like even the smaller things, right? So sometimes when you go to like a client office or a prospect's office, just the state of their office gives you a sense of what their budget is going to be. Yeah. Right? Should you like, there's just small things, right? And you don't really have that. Even small things like when you sign into reception, they come down and pick you up and you walk up together in the lift you have a bit of small talk, right? And it kind of almost like breaks the ice and it kind of just sets the scene for the meeting. Or it's very awkward. Or it's very awkward, yeah. But now you're just like in a Zoom room. Kind of straight to the point Straight as well. to the point. Sometimes they don't even turn their camera on. Yeah, right? I found that. And like, you can't really pull them up on that and say, turn it on, because... Well, I don't know. I mean, now that I think of it, I think like, because we've been in situations that same thing. I'm like, maybe you should. Or like, is it maybe we should? Yeah. Like, I'd like you know, see you over the screen. Like, well, I can't meet in person, so I'd like to know who I'm talking to. Almost. You know? Yeah. It's not. It's a bit rude, you know. I think. Yeah. I mean, but at the same time, it's like you know, they might not have it on for a specific reason, right? Just woke and, up. Yeah. Just woke up, and obviously, I'm the one who's kind of dragged them into this meeting. Like, I've told them like we should have a meeting. So like, who am I to be like, turn your camera on? Yeah. I want to see, but I, I'll always have mine on. Like, so even if theirs is off, I'll have mine on. Yeah. And sometimes that's a harder sale without yeah. a cat with, with yeah it is hard it is hard and um, you don't even know if they're on the other side yeah you just don't know what they're doing right like because um, even sometimes even in meetings you can just kind of see if they've turned off or not and then it kind of <laughs> makes you change tact right like should i just like wrap this meeting up um and not waste any more time mm. or should i still go through the motions yeah it's 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 it's, it's tough like I, I used to always go into the office always been been a big believer of like being around people, yeah. just learning of people, bouncing ideas off my colleagues, just have that routine, you know, like going to the train, like read, listen to a podcast, grab a coffee, grab a coffee, go to the office. So at first I was like, this is really hard. But now I've kind of got used to it. Um, I think our offices will open up in a couple of months or next month actually. And we have the option of going back 
if we want to. So I might just do like a few days in, a few days out. It's very common that people are kind of mixing the matching, like yeah. a couple of days at home. Because it is, you know, if you're not being micromanaged, it's a very good uh, way to efficiently work. Like you're yeah. at home, you're in your kind of own environment in terms of you get things done and you're, you're not, no distractions. But at the same time, you do miss that social connection yeah. with people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's very common that people are doing half and half. Yeah, and you can, you can, you can actually be as productive or if not more at home. Yeah, like yeah. You can actually get more meetings done. And there's no excuse not to go to a meeting. Like, yeah. Because you're fucked. You have to go to a meeting. Yeah. It's not like Friday, four o'clock, and you say, ah, sorry, I can't do it. I've got to go to here. It's like, well, your diary says otherwise. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting once things open up again, like, because I cover a territory abroad. You know, a lot of the time I'd get meetings just by saying, hey, I'm in Stockholm. Shall we have a meeting? And they're like, oh, as you're here, yeah, come to our office. Now it's like, well, let's just do a Zoom. Like, you don't need to have, like, take, take a flight and come over. And obviously the travel restrictions and the whole vaccine thing is going to be quite a limiting factor. Yeah, so I just, think, I just think a lot of our clients and prospects will just be like, we can just have it over, we can just have meetings over, over Teams. It's just Zoom. easier that way. Yeah. There's a lot of companies, I think, like, well, I feel that over the next couple of years, a lot of companies are going to look to, in terms of, like, employment or recruitment, that the employee must have the vaccination. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of political stuff about that as well, right? I mean, I won't go into it massively because people are probably watching this going, he's off, he's going to go. I'm, like, I'm holding it in. I'm going to hold it in. But yeah. that, that has been discussed that um, potentially, like, part of your CV almost is, like, I've had the vaccination. So, like, in your job role, for example, yeah. having when this thing's do open, like, having to travel, that could be a requirement. Like, yeah. have you been vaccinated? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I can kind of understand it to travel. Yeah. Yeah, um, I don't know how it would work from a from a HR perspective if like you know all all the candidates need to declare that they've been vaccinated or, or whatever. But that's a battle in itself, isn't it? Yeah. Because I, there's 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 equal people fighting for that, saying no, you have to. But then there's equal people saying, well, no, like equal opportunities and yeah, um, unfair. Like I don't know what the right terminology is. Um, I guess it's almost discrimination, right? That's it. That's it. Yeah. That's the word that's I was thinking. Extent. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. You can, yeah, you, can, you can talk for hours about this stuff, but I mean, I've been vaccinated. The both of them? Yeah, both of them. And did you have any, did you have any side effects or feel anything? This is not going to be a political thing about COVID nineteen, by the way. Just to let you know, um, did any side effects or anything? Yeah, I was you did. Yeah, completely in bits the first time around. Like the first the first shot. What so did you feel? Just felt like a horrible hangover. Really? And like severe man flu combined for a few days just for one day one day just for one day and the next day i was i was perfect but you just feel like just wanted to lie down couldn't actually focus no gas no energy nothing yeah yeah nothing nothing and the second one second one was okay actually yeah didn't didn't hit me as bad was functional but yeah the first one was pretty was pretty rough some have said the same and some have said the other way like the second one is not to it just yeah. depends everyone's made up differently right yeah i mean you'd be It'll, it'll be a shame if you if you get hit both, like both times. Yeah, yeah, both yeah. Times, yeah, because honestly, it's it was it was bad. It was rough. Yeah, it was rough. Do you think it's like a little bit of a snippet of like people who, those who have had it, like that dangerously? Is, do you think that's a snippet of what they had, or how I they think, felt? I think I had it. I think I had it like before it was a thing. Yeah, about Feb March last year, kind of when it was kicking off. Lost my lost lost taste in my couldn't couldn't smell couldn't taste anything for like about a week. See, I, like, I feel that I have, but I never got any of those 
symptoms. I never lost taste or smell or anything. Yeah. Like that. that was one of the biggest things at the beginning, right? Yeah, and, that, and that's all I had really. It was just that I had a bit of a headache, but I, you know, you, you know, when you open a jar of coffee and it's like I can't smell anything. Really? Yeah. Like, just like have a have a swig of whiskey, nothing. Chili, you, nothing. You are a whiskey man, yeah. Yeah, I don't mind a bit of whiskey. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, stock fully stocked at home. Not really, you know. I'm not a big drinker at home. But I do. More of a social. Yeah, more of a social and like there's like a annual whiskey festival that gets held out in um, Old Billingsgate in London. Okay. And it's just it's just so much fun. You must come out of that fucking yeah, 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 yeah. pissed as fuck. Come out steaming. Yeah. Yeah, but it's really good. Like you can just sample like different whiskeys from like different different regions and when did you decide that like you liked whiskey? Like what age? Because I feel like obviously in my thirties I feel like I still don't like it. <laughs> I still can't I still cannot drink it. I think for me it was it wasn't it wasn't that long ago really. They so do say that about your taste buds as they like mature and yeah, like you like certain things. Probably like late late twenties, early thirties. I'm like thirty five. But whiskey now. is quite a big thing in the Asian community, right? Yeah, it is. But a lot of it's like, you know, whiskey and coke and just, just like necking it. You know, it's like, you know whiskey is a big thing in Asian communities, but it's the same in I think you're always gonna find pockets of people yeah, who yeah, like, yeah, who yeah, like yeah. appreciate yeah. it. Like I just can't drink it. Like it makes me gag. Really? I just yeah, I just it doesn't I can't do it. I'm a very simple person when it comes to drink. Beer or I have to drink a drink I like. Like there's there are these M and S you know, those uh, girly drinks. Oh those mixes. I'm probably gonna get stick for that yeah. as in also saying girly drinks, but yeah, the little mixes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, I've never really got round to, to whiskey. Like literally I, I, it makes me gag. Yeah, I mean, it probably did. I was probably like that many, many, many years ago. But I think after a while, you just kind of appreciate it. And yeah, even sometimes I could be drinking like two different types of whiskey. Yeah, because there, there is different like, uh, like is it, I don't know if the right terminology, like smoke differently or something like that. Yeah, is that like, like some of them are like more peaty and they've got different notes and stuff and the way that they're, they're, they're finishing like different casks. I mean, there's so much about it. Like you can, you can well, really- It'd be the same as red wine, wouldn't it? Or yeah, wine, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You can like really go into it deeply. I wouldn't say I'm fanatical about it. Um, I have probably have a few mates that are a lot more into it. And to be honest, I probably got influenced by them as well. Yeah, yeah, You yeah. know, but, but yeah, I, I don't mind doing like a little whiskey tasting with a couple of mates and stuff. And I think, is it Johnny Walker whiskey? Is yeah. that number 10? Is that one of the good ones? It's all right. It's all right. Yeah, yeah, it's all right. There's a few of them though, isn't there? Black, oh, black label, gold label, black label, red label, label, and stuff. Um, there's so, I mean, there's so many. Yeah, there's so many. It's such a yeah. big, such a big market as well. If you go on holiday, do you like? Do you go to like look for? Is that your drink? Like, is that what? Like, we're in the duty free and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it's a bit weird. I'm not really like a. I don't. I haven't got like bottles and bottles of whiskey at home. I have like four or five come out at Christmas and birthdays. Yeah, and I'll just like enjoy it and then I'll just buy another one. Whereas I know some mate, some of my mates will just like, every time they go on holiday, they'll just like, you know, buy a bottle, buy a bottle, buy a bottle and they've got like a big collection at home. Yeah. I just like to actually just drink mines um, and just just enjoy it. And once I finish that bottle, it's like, oh, that was a good one. And then I'll just like try another one. Yeah, and then yeah, tick, like not buying the same thing all the time. Yeah, right? yeah. What is your, uh, what is your go-to uh, drink for when you're out? Like out, out. Out, out. I'll do, I'll, I'll always start on beers. Yeah. Like, I think it's quite a guy thing. Yeah. I need like the ladies on Proseccos, I'll start Proseccos. Yeah. I'll do, a, I'll do like, uh, I'm really getting into like neck oil at the moment. Or Camden. Camden oh, yeah, yeah, the Camden, yeah. yeah. Pale yeah. Camden, beer's nice. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, any kind of IPA kind of stuff. And I, and I never used to like IPAs before. 
It's sign of uh, getting older. Yeah, <laughs> I, I always just drink like regular like you know Coronas, 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 Fosters, yeah. Peronis, and then like a few guys at work were always whenever we go to the pub, I'd be like, I'll do a Fosters, and they'll have always they'll just like I'll have this random one. I was like, what is that? It's an IPA. It's a pale ale. I was like. Just have a normal beer, mate. Yeah. Like, what is this? And then, like, fast forward a year, I'm that guy now ordering IPAs. But, but it is not, it is important, I think, to try different things. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You know, um, and I think once you, yeah, I think it's one of those things where I want you, once you taste it, yeah, it's just nice. It's just nice. Mm. Um, so yeah, I'll start off on a few beers. Then I'll probably just do like whiskey gingers, just to like you know keep the night going, and then probably end up on a few neat whiskeys. That I no way. I don't think that'll ever happen to me. Can't do it. How um how do you are you how do you balance like uh, training with because obviously a big a big part of people's lives is social well not so much at the moment but pre this virus and stuff um, with alcohol and drinking and stuff and food and like how do you does that is that something that crosses your mind or you just don't care you just kind of live not not that you don't care sorry that's the wrong thing to say is in you're not so fixated on it it's more of like I feel good I'm gonna have a few drinks I've got training tomorrow it's not a big deal like I'm not worried about anything like that i mean i wouldn't say i'm not worried about it i probably don't go out as much anymore since i probably started doing crossfit just don't feel the need to like maybe go out and go out on a thursday just for the sake of it if i know i want to train the next day so it, it probably does play on my mind a little subconsciously bit. yeah 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 yeah. probably not going out as much yeah um, and if i do go out i'll probably just like take my foot off the gas a little bit maybe just have like two or three drinks and maybe just like head home because what, what I think about is what's going to make me feel better. Like having an extra three or four beers and having a hangover on a Friday or actually going at, like waking up on time and going to go and, you know, having a workout. And, yeah. it's, and it's the latter always, right? Yeah. So, yeah, and I probably have had a few comments from mates saying, oh, Ash, come on, like, just, like, just let loose of it. Do do that, yeah, though, yeah, Just let loose of it. Like, it's not... Yeah, but I'm good. Yeah, I'm yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I'm enjoying yeah, yeah. myself. But it's, it's fine. I mean, like, they're probably just used to the old Ash, right? Just going... Just, just going for it, but I think as you get a bit older, if you just don't feel the need, I, I personally just hangovers take longer. Hangovers, as well. yeah. I just don't, just, just need to like minimize hangovers. Everyone's watching, going, yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then has like aesthetics ever been, you know, you ever been so fixated on that, like stopped you from doing things? Like, I, I take it that you're someone that just really enjoys training, um, managing, like you're not fixated on food, you're up for a good time, you're up for kind of like, yeah. you know, knowing how much your body needs to eat and stuff. Yeah, I think I'm generally, like obviously when I was like growing up younger, like from 18 onwards, I was like, oh, I want to have like a, yeah, I want to I look good, right? Like. Have a six pack, whatever. Never had a six pack, but then it's not going to start from. So I'm not going to start having one. So yeah, probably when I was younger, like I'll try to like, okay, how can I, you know, look better, you know, be more muscly, whatever. But my body never really changes. Like my mates always kind of take the piss out of me, saying, "Oh, actually, been training for ten years, you look the same." And they've probably got a point. Like I don't, my body doesn't like massively change. It's just kind of just like... But your physical capabilities, there'll be a big yeah, difference to yeah. theirs and yours. Yeah, so like strength-wise and cardio-wise, cardio, cardio wise, I think there's a lot of improvements there. But I'm, 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 I'm okay with that. Like, you know, luckily, I've never really like put on a lot of weight. I've, you know, I, might, I might put on a few kilos here and mm. there, and I might, you know, the odd month here and there, they might, the love handles might come out. But I've never like ballooned or anything. So I guess I've been quite lucky in that. But sense. equally, there's people that, you know, aesthetically look fantastic regardless whether they do CrossFit or not, but then don't have the physical capabilities of, of maybe what you have in terms of, you know, 
cardiovascular, very strong. Uh, yeah. You know, very fit, aerobically, very fit um, uh, physically. Yeah. Um, so I guess it depends really on what you, you know, what you, yeah. you want. And that's probably one of the reasons why I probably did, made the switch to CrossFit, right? Because when I was working out like alone in the gym. That was important. Maybe that, that was probably the driving factor, right? Just want to look good. Just want to look trim. Want to look good in like a shirt and, and whatever, right? Yeah. Whereas now, don't really, like, the looks are more secondary. It's more like I want to be good at, like technically at these workouts. Mm. I want to like be fitter, faster, stronger. So that kind of like supersedes everything else. Yeah. And if, if, if having a good looking body is a byproduct of that, then great. Yeah. If not, then it doesn't really concern me. I mean, I'm married now, so. <laughs> You're set. You're fine. It's You're done. Right. Yeah. Um, and then, so a bit of home improvement over, over lockdown. Yeah. Yeah. I bought a house, like me and my wife, we bought a new place in like February, March. We moved out of a flat into like a house. And uh, yeah, just doing a bit of DIY. And realized that just yeah i'm just horrendous at diy like but you've got to be around it to like, yeah. practice, like i feel like like whether it be your parents or friends like you have to be yeah. around those people to kind of learn how to do it yeah like, can't just pick up a drill one day and, and that i've got a new a kind of new appreciation for like builders Building, and yeah. carpenters and plumbers and electricians like you know i think you know growing up parents would always like say oh you don't want to, you don't want to go into those jobs like they're like labor type jobs you want to be like academically smart and, and whatever. Mm. But now it's like, they're really useful. Yeah, like, yeah. They've got like I tangible mean, I don't skills. understand why we don't get taught that as like, school, like your food, not food tech, sorry, um, design and technology, like you make the most, like you make, one, I don't know what you made at school, but I remember making this box, like a little chest, like this big, and then you engrave with heat, what something in it. It's like, what the fuck am I going to use that yeah, for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. show me how to like measure, cut, yeah do you know what I mean basic things right basic things so yeah it's been a bit of an eye opener like doing things in and around the house and to be honest we pretty much put it on hold no we just outsourced it <laughs> right we just got got the pros in and just just yeah just got them to do but it but it does make sometimes it does make life easier because like you're you can't wing it like you know in terms of a house like it's not yeah it's, I mean it gets to a point where if you actually want to make progress probably should get someone in who knows who knows what they're doing but yeah. it's been good it's been interesting just watching them right yeah, just yeah. like just seeing what are things doing. finished now or, or still almost almost nearly there um i've been told by a number of people that things never finish when you have a house there's always something to do and there's always more money to throw at things but i think i think we're i think we'll be okay with how things are in, in a few weeks or so yeah we're um, getting the garden ready for the for the summer yeah the garden's actually okay yeah it's in it's in it's the previous owners kept it in, in, in good nick, so just been mowing the lawn and doing a lot of, doing a lot of gardening. Doing it like the, uh, the striped stadiums, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just want to, I tried it, but didn't quite, didn't quite <laughs> work. Are you a big uh, barbecue fan, like, for summer? I mean, I'll, so, yes, like, I want, like, there's a barbecue in the house, like, they've built, like, a brick barbecue in the garden, not in the house, in the garden. So I was gonna say that's actually one of my like one of my life goals to have like a barbecue inside. <laughs> Do you know when you go to like Turkish restaurants and they've yeah, got yeah, yeah that's yeah, what I yeah. love. I, I can't wait for that. So so yeah, the barbecue's there and it's like a pretty pretty decent one. I think they've they've, they've got someone in to build it. Um, oh, so that was that was they the previous owners had that. Yeah. Oh yeah, wow. Yeah, they built it in the garden, so uh, probably start making use of that. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. you gave up meat or have given it up. 
Yes, yeah, so it's a bit weird, really. Um, not weird, just a bit of a change in recent in recent weeks. So I, st- I, st- I was I was a meat eater for all my life. Um, at home, my, my mom doesn't eat meat. My old man ate meat, eats meat. So growing up, I used to always not always eat meat, but it was just part of my diet. Yeah. And then like in and around, I don't know when it was. 2017 or 2016 no it was before 20, 2015 about five years ago again watched a documentary on Netflix and it was called Veducated yeah so it was just it was just a documentary about the industry and like you know like how Seaspiracy is now about fish you I've heard about I haven't seen it but I've heard about it I've watched it, half but it's probably very similar yeah I've watched half I've only sort of finished the other half yeah um, yeah, very interesting. Yeah. Um, so I watched this documentary. I, Netflix seems to be like kind of running my life. Um, after, but, um, well, I think it's done a lot. It's done it to everyone. Yeah. So yeah, I just watched this documentary and um, just saw like, you know, the process by which the food actually gets onto our onto our plate and the impact it has on the environment and also kind of like what the animals go through. And I just thought to myself, I don't want to really want to be part of that like it's, I, I don't know something just happened so I remember my my wife my girlfriend at the time was packing her bags to go to Spain she was like going on hot, going to see her family and she was like oh I'm going to be at, but I was like let's watch a let's watch a film on Netflix she was like okay but I'm going to pack my bags first I'll be about half an hour I was like all right cool so you watched the first half hour about so I watched the first <laughs> half hour yeah 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 so I was like while she, while she was doing that I just put it on that documentary she finished packing her bags and then she come back to me in the living room and I was just like stopped eating meat now <laughs> and she just laughed at me she wait it was there and then you're like there and then. yeah I was like just not, I'm just not going to do it and she just laughed like, in my face she was like you're not going to stop eating meat because like, you, eat, you love me you love it so much like we go to Spain you're eating like all the jamon and everything and like eating steaks whatever like Nando's all that kind of stuff I was like no no I reckon I'll, I reckon I'll stop and I was like try, I'm going to try this vegan thing out as well and then she was just like alright whatever she, she didn't take me seriously and for a few weeks after that, I even stopped. I was like doing vegan, but I very quickly realised that I can't really sustain that. I can't sustain that. Like it was quite quite tough. So I was like, okay, I'll just be vegetarian. There's a lot more to like be like in terms of cloves. Like it can be taken taken yeah, with extreme. Yeah, yeah. I can kind of see why people might want to do it. Yeah. Like everyone, you know, everyone's got their own. But business. I think in this day and age, I think it's nearly impossible to be completely. Yeah. One thousand percent vegan. Vegan. Yeah. So yeah, I'd quickly dropped the whole vegan thing. Like, just need to drink milk, right? <laughs> I have cheese and stuff. Um, and then I just went vegetarian. But then I was, I was thinking, like, I'm just not getting enough protein. Like, something, this is not, this is not good for me as well, right? As much as it is, I, I feel it's the right thing to do. Yeah. I need to think about myself. So I thought, okay, let me introduce fish into my diet. <clears throat> And that was it for like up until this year, like for like, so about five or six years. So you went meat free for four or five years? Yeah, yeah. Didn't touch it, didn't miss it. I was just happy, I was just, it was just normal for me after. And I just, um, just, just, just eating fish, like, you know. Because you said that uh, you wanted to give blood. Yeah, so. But couldn't. Yeah. So this was, so this was like two, three weeks ago now. Okay. So I stopped eating meat just eating fish and that was it that was that was my life whatever and like got all the flack from mates and and family and stuff like yeah what is this and I was just like it is what it is and 
so be it, right? And, and that was it. Like, everyone kind of got used to it. And then, like, three weeks ago, I went to go give blood. And for the first time ever, they said, we can't accept it because we can't accept your donation because you've got low iron levels. Did you automatically know straight away why? No. They said it could be, he said, like, have you changed your diet recently? Because what they do when you give blood, they take, like, a small sample from your finger and they drop it in, like, a water, in, in, a, in some sort of... Flipping mixture. Yeah, and if it sinks to the bottom, you're good. If it floats, then it, there's not enough iron in it. And then they do another test. And he said, oh, you're low on iron. I was so angry. I, I, I don't know why, right? I've got no reason to be angry because it is what it is. But I was like, what the fuck, man? Like, you know, I should have, like, all optimum, like, levels in my, in my blood. Because you look after yourself. Yeah, I'm generally, I think I'm generally okay. And then he's like, so we can't accept your donation. I was like, okay, I'll come back tomorrow then right he was like no no you've got to come back in like three months time because you can only give blood once every three months okay but I i've just never thought, done it i don't know actually, yeah but i just thought because i didn't give it then they just allow me to come again next week and everything will be okay he was like no in three months time and for me that's like for me for me to give blood is something which i just it's a small thing that i can do to like maybe just help society and just yeah. just i don't know help someone who might need it and the fact i couldn't do it really got to me i don't know it's a bit weird so I literally like, I was okay, you know, I didn't take it out on him or anything. I was like, okay, fine. And they literally got out of the donation place, went straight to Tesco, <laughs> picked up like ribeye steak, <laughs> ribeye steak, sirloin, fillet. Steaks and, so I, I think it was just chicken at the time because the steaks were a bit ropey in Tesco. Yeah. So I just picked up a few bits of chicken, went home and my missus was like, what the hell is this? I was like, you know, they refused to take my blood. I've got low iron levels. This can't happen again. Like, and she was like, "Are you sure about this?" Like, I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm sure about it. I'm sure about it." Um, so for the last three or four weeks, it's, it's probably been like three weeks, just been incorporating meat back into my back into my diet. Did it taste good when you had it back? It, t- you know what? It tasted like I'd never stopped eating it. Like even even um, my missus was like, "How how do you feel? How does it taste?" I yeah, like, I was going to ask. Because she was like, "You look very comfortable eating that." <laughs> You've been eating slyly yeah, when you're yeah, at the yeah. house. She was like, you actually look pretty, pretty normal. I was like, yeah, it's just food, right? And to be honest, like being vegetarian, you can be healthy and be vegetarian, but you need to think about it. Yeah. Like, because you can be very unhealthy and be vegetarian and think you're healthy. Yeah. And I think during lockdown, I've probably been verging more towards being a bit more unhealthy okay. about it or with it. Um, so, yeah, I mean... And even my, my wife asked me yesterday, she's like, do you regret what you've done? Like, I've done something really bad, right? She's like, do you regret, like, going back to me? I was like, no, not really. Like, I, I don't, if I do something and it affects my health, like me being, not, not being able to give blood or my iron levels are low, then, you know, I need to adjust something, right? Did you, did you have any side effects from reintroducing it back into diet? Did you, like, dodgy stomach or anything no, like that? No, no, not really, not really. So... And obviously, you've, I'm assuming that you've eased back in. You haven't just gone like meat every single meal, every single yeah, day. Yeah, no, no, not every single day. Not every single day. So yeah, just like, I don't want to eat crap as well. So I, I, I'll like cook it at home, right? I'll try to like... Yeah, because the first thing someone would have done would have gone, maybe gone to McDonald's. Or KFC or something. Or, yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm sure that will happen at some point. But I have a very in- funny um, story about McDonald's, which I've shared with a few people. I, uh, I got back to my flat the other day. Yeah. And uh, I've not had McDonald's in three years yeah uh, someone listens to this possibly who lives near me could be like if they they'd be like that was my mcdonald's basically 
I, my front doorstep was McDonald's. Someone left their delivery there? Yeah, so I was thinking, so I checked, my, like, my flatmate went in, there's no one else out. So I brought it inside. Looked on the label, like there was, there was no address, nothing. So obviously the drivers just delivered it to the wrong right, flat. Yeah, yeah. I thought, right, it was a, it's been there since seven o'clock, it was like eight. I was like, well, it's the only thing that's warm. It's quarter pound with cheese. It's fucking the best McDonald's I've ever had. Um, I hadn't had one in like three years. But it tasted, it actually tasted amazing. Yeah, I mean, things taste better when they're free. Yeah, right? yeah, I was about to say, and they taste better when they're free. Um, so if you are listening to this, uh, I did have your McDonald's, whoever you may be, and I will buy you one if you need it back. Um, but most people would have gone for, opted for Matt. So it's actually good that you've cooked that yourself. Yeah, I mean, for me, like, I just prefer just to cook it. I want to eat like, more like whole food rather than just that like, processed. Yes. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I probably will have a McDee's or a KFC at some point. But yeah, I mean, I'm not quite sure exactly how I feel about it right now. Like, but at the time, it seemed like the right thing to do. Like, yeah. You know. Well, if it's if, if if giving blood something that you want to do and and eating levels of meat is going to require you to do that. Yeah. 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 Then, yeah. I mean, my. my the whole thing about giving blood is because my dad always gave blood. He he works he worked for the NHS. He wasn't a doctor; he's more like a, like a pharmacist, chemist. But he's been I think he's given blood for like 25, 30 years, and he'd always like bang on about it to me. He was like, "You should give blood. You should give blood." Mm. And you know, when you're younger, you don't really care about those things, right? So like, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. You don't see the importance of it. Yeah, but now I see the importance of it. So so yeah, I just feel like I don't want to. I don't want to be limited just because I'm not yeah I'm not putting the right stuff in my body yeah um and, and you, you you had some life-changing um news through lockdown yeah 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 which pretty, has been pretty tough it has been it has been pretty tough actually um you know everyone's gone through like a really hard time over the last 12 to 18 months and mm. I think I think I think I'm I'm in that group of people as well. Pretty near the top of that too. Yeah, 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 it was, it was, pretty, it was pretty intense. Um, so yeah, we, my wife and I lost our, lost our daughter at 24 weeks mm -hmm. in, it was in February, February this year. So <clears throat> yeah, it was, um, it's hard to really explain. Uh, what happened was, um, yeah, she, my wife was 24 weeks pregnant and there were complications with the pregnancy and um, we, 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 lo you know, we lost her. Um, we got to spend some time with her. We got mm. to spend 24 hours with her, which was like the hardest 24 hours of my life, but also like probably the most special 24 hours yeah. as well. You'll hold um, on to that for a long time. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and it was, you know, it's just like, because you were working towards like obviously move like bigger house and everything. Yeah, and that was yeah, yeah, exactly. So it was like so much happiness, right? Mm. So the twenty-four weeks that we had with her, probably the 20, happiest twenty-four weeks of our life. Yeah, right. Telling our parents, telling my, telling my wife's parents, um, telling our friends, telling our family, like everyone's so happy for us. And then and then that happens, and you just like really really happy. And then, like at the lowest of the low, just flips you upside down. Yeah, 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 completely. Yeah, has obviously it's going to be something to you know that you may never fully kind of overcome. But yeah. 
you know, you obviously work, you and your partner have worked together, um, had a support network around you to kind of try and put yourself in a positive state of mind? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously we're in a lot, we're in a better place now than we were two or three months ago. Yeah, of course. Um, it was, yeah, obviously our friends and our family helped us through the whole process. But it was just devastating. Mm. It was just like, um, it was just really sad. Yeah, you, know? I, I, you, you've, you may have felt, or I think you did, because we spoke briefly, you know, that you, nothing else was important. Like, you didn't yeah. want to do nothing, you know, whether it, work wasn't important, yeah. training wasn't important, what you eat wasn't important. Yeah, yeah, everything went out the window. Um, it's like time stop, like, yeah. everything just froze, right? Like, just, you just wake up in the morning and you're just, like, stuck to your bed. Mm. Just, like, just literally just feels like the mattress has just, just got you right, like yeah. this. Just can't really move. And, uh, you know, you need to be, need to be strong for, for my wife and, you know, whatever I'm going through, she's going through a lot more mentally and physically yeah. as well. Um, it's obviously hard for, for both individuals. Yeah. Um, but I could only imagine for a female what that may yeah. feel like. Yeah, um, it's hard. It's hard like seeing the person you love the most kind of go through that, yeah. right? And you, and, you, and you feel quite helpless. Because, yeah, there's nothing that you, there's nothing you, you can do. do. There's nothing you can do. And it's like, and normally there's always something I can do. And that's what was really hard. Like, you know, we've gone through so much in our, in our life up until now. And I've always been the one of trying to like guide us through it and take, be, be positive about things. I mean, what can you be positive about in, in, in a case like that, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just really, like, I mean, completely life-changing. Like, um, you know, we're part of a group of people that nobody wants to be a part of, which is like bereaved parents. Mm. You know, it's, 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 it's really tough. Um, it's like, there's so many words you can use, I can try to use to describe it. To me, it's just, it's just sad. Yeah. It's just sad having to have left hospital, not with our daughter in our hands, but a box of like memorabilia. You know, it was sad having to plan her funeral and, you know, carry, you know, carry, carry her coffin. Yeah. Like, all of that was like, like super sad, right? And the, the funeral was something which... We, you don't anticipate as a parent, not till, you know, you're hoping that essentially, I think, obviously, you know, in my having experienced what I have in, having lost my mum in, in being younger, that you don't think to see, uh, to, to have that happen at an early age. Yeah. You know, you always feel like as a parent, you'll be the first, do you know what I mean? And then yeah. it's like in pecking order, but life doesn't work out that way. No. Yeah. And it, that was probably one of the hardest things was the funeral, but strangely when when once the funeral was over my wife and i were almost a bit relieved kind yeah. of yeah kind I, of, I, I hate to say we use the word closure but it kind of yeah it's it was, like an acceptance yeah and stepping stone to like right well it can't change now and yeah yeah that, yeah that closure wouldn't say we're kind of completely out of the woods but of it course. was almost like a step to yeah. to kind of like kind of like move forward and and, and kind of like remember her. Do, do you think it had any influence of you wanting to, obviously you said about your, your dad always give blood, but do you think that made you want to give blood even more just for the sake of wanting to help another person? Yeah, maybe, maybe subconsciously, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I think I've always, since for about three or four years, I've always been given blood. Um, but yeah, like just life's so precious, right? Yeah. And like 
there's anything I can do to like help helps then then yeah. 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 Um but now we're in a, a better place, better position. Both you and, and, and your wife. Yeah, 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 yeah much better. So, like, <clears throat> obviously, when we were going through what we went through, like you said, like, uh, training was out, went out the window. Just probably lost quite a bit of weight. And, yeah, everything was just, like, a, everything was just, like, really grey, dull, mm. dark, lonely. It's pretty tough. Um, and I just felt really, like, it's a really strange sensation, like, my legs like were so heavy I just couldn't even just walking down the street I just felt like I don't know I don't know what it was maybe it was just more because just mentally you're going through so much but I, I remember I remember that quite vividly like my legs just not being able to like function as they should um, that's a really uh, specific like feeling of, of yeah the, yeah yeah it was really it was really weird um, but then we you know we slowly started getting you know I guess times times a times a good great healer, right? It's probably the only healer in a situation like yeah. that. So once we kind of got through a little bit more, um, started doing like it was still it was still lockdown, so obviously you guys weren't open, but you were doing the online the online stuff. stuff. So I started doing doing a bit of that. <clears throat> just and and again, I was probably wasn't doing it with high intensity. It was just more to kind of keep you occupied, keep me occupied, and get back into it. Um, and then at some point you kind of just need to I hate to say it but like move on mm. and I, I wouldn't say that we've moved on like you know we still have our moments but um, but yeah just coming back into here has for me personally has been like has, has been has been a lifesaver you know just um, just just being able to like it's hard to explain but just been able to focus on something and yeah. feel like you've achieved something, especially after going through like so many lows. Um, just a slight bit of happiness in in yeah. what your you know your daily task of simply of working out. Yeah, like, yeah, and yeah, just just kind of just being around people and like um, yeah, just just knowing that this is almost a bit of a, like a release, right? So mm. as much as what's happening in, in our private lives and stuff, you can come here and like just just kind of let it all out yeah yeah through exercise through, through exercise, exercise yeah 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 um but yeah the one thing which i probably take away from all of this in terms of what's happened is like i just try <laughs> it's gonna sound really stupid like just try and be nice to people yeah just don't know what people are going through like i don't think it sounds stupid at all i think we i think as as humans we take things like things for granted naturally mm. um um, maybe you know quick to to judge or assume or you know if someone might not say hello the right way or what you're used to or whatnot we'd like oh you know blah 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 but actually there's you know there we should be a lot nicer to each other yeah and generally asking like are you okay yeah you know and I think especially like being males that doesn't get that gets almost frowned upon it and I think a lot more males are talking about how they feel and expressing themselves and stuff yeah. Um, but yeah I would agree that we definitely as uh, as individuals should take care of each other a little bit more and just yeah. generally asking questions. Yeah, I mean it costs it costs nothing, right? Mm. Just to just to be nice. Um and you know, I think in our day to day we're just caught up with our own problems and stuff and you probably just maybe just not, not as considerate yeah. as, as, and as you might be. Like life passes just so fast without realising. Like, you know, by the time you know it's, it you start the week up Monday and you blink and it's like Friday night or, yeah. or Saturday morning, you're like 
where's this whole week gone? Um, yeah. And then in that space of like, you know, maybe not showing people the care or attention that they might need if someone is going on with something behind the scenes yeah. that, you know, they haven't expressed but need to, but they don't know how. Yeah, I mean, it's hard, right? Because <clears throat> you don't want to feel like you're intruding intruding yeah. all the time. Um, but at the same time, if you, if you don't speak up, like you've got some issues. I mean, what happened to you know what happened to me? Like I was, there's no way I could hide that, right? So my manager at work, all my my friends and my family, it's like you know this has happened. So you know people were very supportive. Yeah, and asking and asking for that support, and also people think that sometimes asking for support is like a negative thing, but actually it, it's it, it's not. Yeah, you need that support. Yeah. Yeah, and like you can't really hide something like that, something so life-changing, right? Mm. You can't just kind of brush it under the carpet. Um, so yeah, there's just yeah a bit of a probably like probably the worst twelve months or however you want just to just all rolled into yeah into all rolled one. into one. But yeah, we're in a we're in a, we're in a good place right now, and um, yeah, hopefully we can we can move forward and things yeah. will kind of things will be a lot better going forward. And what's the plans for for you, um, you know, in terms of like whether it be training for work, what's the next like, well, obviously depending on, on, on what this situation in the world of lockdown kind of looks like, but what, what's the plans for you? What do you want out of the next six to 12 months? Um, <clears throat> where's Ash going? What's Ash doing? I haven't, I haven't actually thought about that one. Um, just want to feel good about myself, you know, just want to feel good about myself, like, and just be in a good place mentally. Yeah. Um, and paying it forward, I guess, like being kept showing that niceness. Yeah. If that's even a word. Yeah. To one person, that person passing it on. Yeah. Keep doing I just, that. Yeah. I just want to just, just want to be a nice guy, <laughs> you know, like if I can help people and, you know, whoever it's like, just, just to be there for them to, to, to speak to. Yeah. Um, yeah. I definitely want to like, obviously fitness wise and so on, like, you know, keep coming here, I mean, that, that aspect of my life, I think, is, is pretty well kind of in control of because I come here in the morning, I get it out of the way. So, like, life's not going to, you know... You've always been someone who trains in the morning, right? From, not, from, from all the time you've, from the time you've been yeah, here, yeah. Yeah. Since I've been doing CrossFit, it's always been in the morning. But before that, it would be, like, after work and stuff. Do you find that um, people make that decision because of the demands of CrossFit? So you're like, oh, if I go off to work, I'm probably even not going to get it done. Or I'm going to feel fucked doing it. And you think, if I get it done in the morning, I'll feel better. Yeah, I think it's more a case of, for me personally, it's, I just want to get it out of the way. Not out of the way, that makes, in that, it, makes yeah, it sound yeah, yeah. negative. Um, but I just it don't... It sets you up for the day. It sets me up for the day, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. like, this is, like, when I, I don't know, working in sales, right, you have to be quite energised. You've got to, like, motivate yourself. And the thing that I always say to myself, so if I've done like a crazy word or something, right? I'm like, yeah, which other fuck has done that? Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, like all, all the guys on my team or like, you know, even, even if I'm speaking to a client, it's like, you know, I'm, all, I'm already one up on him or her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I've done this. Yeah. It's um, a great start to the day. It's yeah, yeah. So for me, it's just like, I've done more than anybody else already. But then I, so I now I need to continue that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Forward, so... No, that's good. Um, Ash, um, it's been great talking to you. Um, We have run out of time. um, And uh, we'll see you obviously back in the box this week. And guys, thank you very much for joining us. Um, See you next week.